Welcome to Hour of Devastation, a weekly Magic the Gathering podcast where we talk all things Magic the Gathering. I'm your host, Joe Loudon, and with me as always is Sam Neill. Hiya. How are you doing this week, Sam? Oh, I'm not too bad. Good, good. Yeah, I'm back at work properly now, and I hate it. Yeah, I bet. How are the, how yeah. are the ribs holding up? Sorry? How are the ribs holding up? Uh, sort of okay. Like, I've got a minor twinge oh. every now and again, but like I'm, I'm largely fine. Good. Yeah. Good to hear that. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm doing okay. I'm just, you know, bored. <laughs> bored out of my mind. Um, yeah, I have played like no magic. Oh, no. Because, um, so, uh, Old School RuneScape has been released on, on mobile. Uh-oh. You can get it in the App Store. Sure. And between the ages of, like, 8 and 14, that was, like, my game. <laughs> so, I've, I've said on this podcast before, like, I don't really like video games. yeah. But that was like the one game that like I played religiously, sure, and like came back to like I was still playing it my first year of uni. Wow. Um, but this is like this is like a version they released, which is how the game was in two thousand seven. Yeah, it's like ninety three, ninety four magic, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like pre- premium, like proper good old school. Sweet. <laughs> it's like it's it's sort of like the best version of the game, but then like they've added. Um, They've added certain things that like people wanted, but like I, so I can play it on my phone now. Okay, cool. So that is because um, I didn't I didn't play, but like I haven't played it in years. Yeah. And then I kept seeing adverts for it, like on Facebook for like the fact that it was coming to mobile. I was like, oh, dude, that's amazing. <laughs> so I downloaded it, and made a new account, and uh, <laughs> basically every time I picked up my phone, I've played it for at least like half an hour. <laughs> <clears throat> so um, that has been eating up a lot of my time. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's been very fun. But I have done basically nothing else with my time. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, you know. Yeah, I mean, it's, that sounds like a great time sink. I mean, yeah, it's just, I mean, the, the way the game works, like, it's just a lot of repetitive clicking. Yeah. Um, so you, like, train skills and stuff, and you just sort of click on the same thing, like, a million times. Yeah, um, I, I mean, it, I, never, I never did play RuneScape, but I'm, I'm, I'm vaguely aware of it. Uh, I was much more into World of Warcraft. Yeah, I mean, because this this was like the yeah. first, sort of the first, like popular MMO, really. I don't know, like Ultima Online was before it, I think. I said popular. It, I mean, you know, it, it was the 90s. Yeah. <laughs> the sure. Popularity of video games was still limited. Very true. Um, yeah, it's just like the sort of best, the best game. Sure. I just love it. And I did it play was it free to was... play and kids could play it. Exactly, that was yeah. the thing. It's like, I, I, yeah, like, I get it, I get it. I played it as a kid, and I'm like, it's just bringing all that sort of nostalgia back. Cool. Um, which is really cool. So, if uh, you never hear from me again, <laughs> it's probably just because I'm just playing that constantly. Uh, and my partner is already getting really annoyed with me. <laughs> so, do you want to go out? I was like, oh, let me just finish this quest. I'm like, oh, man. <laughs> um, yeah, that's been my week. How has your week been? Sweet. Yeah, my week's been all right. I'm feeling considerably better than I did last week. Hopefully, I like it. Sound better. I listened back to the episode from last week, and I feel like I just sound like a zombie. Yeah, you so sound pretty sick. <laughs> it felt so so ill. Like it was horrible, yeah. actually horrible. So yeah, I'm feeling pretty much back to my my regular self now, which is Good. yeah, vaguely better. Mm-hmm. Uh, managed to leave the house and play some magic, which was cool, I guess. Um, did the standard yeah. showdown, <laughs> the standard mm-hmm. showdown yesterday, and it was there. Uh, it was fine. I don't really have a paper standard deck at the moment. I've been playing Jeskai mm-hmm. on Arena and enjoying that. I think that's the deck that I do want to play on paper. But I'm, I'm missing a fair few cards for that at the moment. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, I had like 
good 85%, if not more, of that mono blue deck. Yeah. Just in my trade binders. So I was like, well, I've got some cards there. I can borrow what I'm missing pretty much, and we'll figure something out. I'll, I'll have, you know, 60 cards at least, and it'll look something like the, like the deck. Ended up managed to assemble the exact 60 that um, that Nassif played, the, the GP, so uh, I, that was worked out nicely. Uh, and then I proceeded to go zero three, so that was uh, that was fun. <laughs> Sweet. Yeah, like the decks, the decks really cool. I really like the idea of the deck. Uh, it's like in the right hands, I can see exactly why it was good enough to come second at a GP. Those hands are definitely not my hands. Uh, just tempo isn't really isn't really not my kind of play at all, or at least that definitely not that sort of build tempo. I think mm-hmm. the whole time, like, obviously when I've played Tempo decks in the past, it's been in stuff like Legacy, so I've had, like, access to, like, Delver of Secrets. And the whole time I just, you know, I just kept hands, and that would probably have been decent if that, if, like, if that Merfolk was, like, a Delver. Or, mm. like, I spent a lot of the time thinking, oh, if this card was Delver, this would be really good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, it, it wasn't the deck for me, but I, I do think it's a very good deck, and I do like that there is still a very cheap playable like option out there for people that want to get into the format cheaply yeah absolutely and it's like actually competitive yeah definitely like yeah it wasn't just like i didn't just get run over every game like it most games i did it started off fairly nicely and then i found myself sort of drawing land heavy or like i was keeping like keeping hands that probably should have been mulliganed a bit more aggressively so Mm -hmm. i think if if i put in some time to actually learn the deck i don't think I would go like O three again at an event with it, but uh, it's, it's not a deck that I kind of want to invest invest my time in. So I think if I do get a reason to play standard other than just standard showdowns, I'll probably pick up the cards I'm missing from from Jeskai. Yeah, play a more U deck. Yeah, definitely. Would much much rather play Jeskai. I think. Sure. I mean, speaking of O three, that was also my record at F and M. Hey. <laughs> so yeah. Like my last F and M before that was four uh, zero in Marden. Yeah. Then went O three and then got a, <coughs> a round four bye. Nice. <clears throat> yeah, it was um, not not an enjoyable experience. Yeah, I can imagine. So, so what happened there then? Uh, I got paired against uh, Serum Visions three three rounds in a <laughs> row. It's really bad. So uh, round one, I keep a very dodgy six. Yeah. Uh, and they get stormed out. Ooh. And then uh, game two of that round, I uh, keep three cyborg cards in my hand. Yeah, uh, and still get crushed because <laughs> uh, my storm matchup is just uh, horrendous. Yeah, and then uh, round two, yeah. uh, my opponent goes island serum visions. I'm like, not again, please. <laughs> um, and I'm playing against mono blue turns. Nice, that's which a is sweet. Yeah. yeah, I I played that deck for quite a while. Um, I played like, the blue black version with uh, Inquisitions and Fatal Pushes and stuff. Sure, sure. Uh, and that was really sweet. Uh, but got completely crushed. Because <laughs> <laughs> Exhaustion is a horrible card. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, so that was. I mean, it was a sweet deck and it was really cool to like watch it play because yeah. I really like that deck. But that was no fun because my opponent just took all the turns. <laughs> um, and I got to play basically in the Magic. And then uh, round three. I got paired against someone who I know plays Storm. Yeah. Quite a lot. I was like, oh, please don't play Storm again. It's like, oh, I'm not playing Storm. Uh, and then goes uh, Spy Bluff Canal Serum Visions. I'm like, please, please uh, don't do that. 
Um, and then both of those games, I uh, lost to a turn five through the Breach Emrakul. Hmm. So, <clears throat> lots of fun interactive magic was played. Yeah. It just uh, harkens back to what we were seeing last episode, I guess. Really, like, mm-hmm. yeah, this is this is the, the sad state of modern, unfortunately. It's almost as if we were correct. Yeah, hmm. which I know is surprising because you know sometimes we're not. But <laughs> we we actually were. We were right. Yeah, modern is nonsense. It's it's not great. It's not great. As you like, I have been thinking about it pretty much all week since we we recorded that mm-hmm. episode, and yeah, I, I think I think they probably just need to do a big blanket ban of a lot of things. I think that is just the answer. But mm-hmm. I would much, much rather that they just unban Twin and unban Stoneforge Mystic and see how that goes for, yeah, you know, for a worse. month and a bit or whatever. And then if if that doesn't if that doesn't change anything, then yeah, sure, let's let's ban a load of things and upset everybody as everyone's decks get banned. But I, I think <laughs> like I think like when you compare it to like Legacy, like Legacy has those those cards like Force of Will, like Wasteland has you know those BS checkers for want, for want of a better term. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That like I feel like Modern just doesn't really have them, or the ones it does have are like really specifically targeted. I mean, that I guess are going to be great against of... some decks and then not against others. Yeah, I guess Thoughtseize is sort of the card, right? But yeah, for sure. When most of the decks are just redundant copies of everything. Yeah. Um, so I, f- I feel like if you did bring back Twin, then that that I mean that always was Twin's role, really. Twin was kind of the BS checker, except yeah. it was it was an archetype rather than just one card or two cards or whatever. Mm-hmm. So I think maybe that's just that probably is just what you have to do to modern. Like you have to have this this one deck to sort of police the other decks. Yeah, I mean like. Remand Manalik decks seem to be would be pretty good. Yeah. I think at keeping like all of this nonsense in check. Yeah. And speaking of nonsense. Yeah. I guess uh, our last our last episode was sort of proved correct by the results of uh, GP Atlanta. Yeah, I, I think so. Yeah, I mean the, the top eight: so Spirits, KCI, Affinity, or Hardness Guys Affinity, yeah. Infect, Hollow One, KCI, Bridgevine, and Tron. Yeah. Just no, no interactive decks. All like get you dead quick decks or Tron. Yeah, like that's that, and that, that's that's true of the top thirty-two as well. Yeah, uh, it, it just kind of feels like you may as well just be playing two games of solitaire. Mm-hmm. I mean, like of the, of the top thirty-two, the two like sort of strange decks that look a bit different are fairies. Yeah, that's cool. From uh, Yuta Takahashi, yeah. Hashi, uh, which is. I mean, I have no idea how came thirteenth with that deck. Um, and is it Phoenix, which came in twenty seventh place? Yeah. Um, but again, like, it's just like a it's it's not really a Phoenix deck. It's like Thing in the Ice Bed and Reveler. Yeah, for like sure. murder you deck, <clears throat> which you've seen um, a lot of. Yeah. Um, I mean, the Fairies deck is pretty sweet. Like playing, like seeing Cryptic Commands in the top thirty two is pretty sweet. Yeah. Um. But yeah, the rest of the, the whole the whole top thirty two is just more of the same. Yeah, um, I mean, you had that devoted evolution deck as well. I think we covered that in a, in a what the deck. I think. Um, yeah, sure. I mean, it, it's also just like I mean, still I mean, just very much like a combo. It does its own thing. It, yeah, this deck just has the ability to kill you on turn three. Yeah, and that's the point. And like this is this is the the version that's playing summoners packs and post mortem lunge. Yeah, and nineteen lands. So it's <laughs> like definitely streamlined to be a fast meta game. Yeah. 
um, and it's not it's not like the value um, sort of grind out version with Night of the Reliquary. Yeah, for sure. Like you're just playing, all, all your creatures are fast mana or combo enablers. Yeah, essentially. Um, or you always just play it, get you Null Eye of Zendikar at the sideboard, and stick Shall Iron there as well, and yeah. Mm-hmm, yeah, but like the, the sort way. of grind out package exists purely in the sideboard with the Tireless Trackers and New Gideon. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's mostly just a, like a fast combo deck. Yeah, which is sure. just, just the format. <laughs> and it always has been. Oh, actually, speaking of last week's episode, um, <laughs> so on Friday, um, I just got just yeah, got to F&M. Yeah. I was sitting down and my, my friend Rob turned up. <laughs> and the first thing he said to me was, oh, I listened to the first 20 minutes of your podcast. Yeah. It's like, okay. So oh, and the one word I'd use to describe both you and Joe is casual. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, that's probably accurate. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, well, yeah, you're just saying that, you know, you have uh, you have an incentive to play standard and you won't travel to, to PPTQs. I'm like, yeah. Yeah. It's reasonably accurate. We never claimed to not be casual players. Oh, yeah, for sure. Like, I'd like to class myself as casually competitive. Like, yeah, definitely. Like I keep, I keep my like sort of thumb on the pulse of yeah. um, of competitive magic, so to speak. Like I, I, I like to keep up to date with it and see GP results and stuff. But in terms of actually being a player, definitely casual. Yeah, like I, I mean, I, I'm far more a serious collector, I think, than I am a, a serious player. Like I don't mm-hmm. think that is any sort of indication on my my ability to play the game. But I, I think as far as like. Like I wouldn't ever consider myself a grinder or anything. Like that's that's no, not the life not. for me. No, exactly. And like I, when I play Magic, I take it very seriously. Yeah. Like actually, in 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 the playing of games of of the appropriate formats. Like I don't take EDH games seriously. Um, if I'm playing like Modern or Legacy, like I'm taking it very seriously in terms of playing. Because otherwise, what's the point in playing? Yeah, for sure. Um, but yeah, in terms of actually getting out to events and stuff. Um, very much a casual player, but that doesn't mean that doesn't mean my opinion is important. Yeah, it's important, Rob. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I think I think we've pretty much hit the nail on the head and have been proved right by these results. Yeah, for sure. Goddamn modern, <laughs> terrible format. Well, we did have some pretty exciting news this week. Mm-hmm. As in, to, well, I guess I was going to say today, but I guess I guess we got a, a sneak preview on uh, on Friday. I guess as, uh, the rest of the weekend is. Some fairly interesting posts started appearing on various sites online. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I was very, very confused by them to start with. Yeah. So, for those that, that, that don't know, uh, on on Friday, I guess, we, uh, some posts started appearing on, on Reddit and Twitter and, and Facebook of, like, what appeared to be, like, full arse, like, almost alters, like, like, the, um, like the Mythic Edition Planeswalkers. Mm-hmm. But there was a, a nice letter as well there from Wizards of the Coast saying, you know, apologies for the, the trouble that this person had been having purchasing their copy of the Mythic Edition. Here's something as a sort of sneak preview, as a sort of by way of apology. And it was just like full art, fancy reprint cards. Yeah. And we saw um, a fair few different cards. Yeah. Did, they, did those people get their money back? Uh, I, I would assume so. Yeah, I'm not sure exactly what the criteria for receiving those cards was. Like, I think I think it was like if you'd had like a payment issue because I know there was quite a few people who tried to buy Mythic Edition, 
had had their payment go through and then their payment was like either refunded or kind of stuck in limbo for a couple of days while it was being refunded and their order cancelled. Yep. It, I mean, we did, we did cover the Mythic Edition a little bit, but it, it just sounded like it wasn't fun for anybody and it was really yeah, developed by the product. Yeah. Sure. So it, it's cool that, that they, they did try to make amends to, to some people, I guess, in a way, by doing these, sending them out these cool promo cards but yeah suddenly everybody was very confused everybody was very excited there was uh, a lot of just rampant speculation uh, over three letters in particular mm-hmm. in the bottom left hand corner of the cards the letters UMA which is commonly uh, quite similar to the, the acronyms for, for master sets yep EMA I, uh, yeah. IMA MMA MMA. So, yeah people were like there's a new master set because uh, there's a number next to them as well so the card was like out of 40 for some reason like the Tasker that was that was spoiled is like uh, like number 13 out of 40 so people were like well is it is it some special master set and now master sets are just going to be like the mythic edition and you only get like 40 cards in them and it's going to be one one box set or like what is it and eventually Wizards of the Coast said oh we're going to we're going to fully announce what it is on Monday and that day is here, mm-hmm. and it is. It's a brand new master set, the final uh, master set for now. Yeah, ultimate masters. It does. Uh, and looking at the spoilers, it does seem pretty ultimate. Yeah, definitely. Would probably use that word to describe it myself. Yeah. So, I mean, do we want to go through the cards we know currently? Yeah, I guess so. So off. we've got forty cards in the set that we know of um, that are. All uh, well, two of them are uncommons, and then they're all rares and mythics. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is a set of two hundred and fifty-four cards, I think, in total. It is, yeah, two hundred and fifty-four cards in total. And we know that we've got some pretty exciting ones. Mm-hmm. Start at the top. We've got Emrakul, the Aeon's Dawn. Mm. Uh, we've got Snapcaster Mage. We've got Liliana the Veil. We've got Platinum Imperion. We have Ulamog, the Infinite Gaia. Uh, we have Caracas. We've got Dark Depths, we've got Urborg, Tomb of Yorgmoth, we've got mm-hmm. Ancient Tomb, we've got Cavernous Souls, we've got Demonic Tutor, Temporal Manipulation, Reanimate, Maelstrom Pulse, Life from the Loam, Noble Hierarch, at Rare, which is very nice. It's very exciting. Yeah. We have Lord of Extinction, Bitter Blossom, Balefire Dragon, Tarmogoyf, uh, the whole cycle of uh, Creature Lands from uh, Worldwake. Mm-hmm. So Celestial Colonnade, uh, we've got Eternal Witness, we've got Lava Claw Reachers, Raging Ravine, Stir and Wildwood, we've got Sigarda, Host of Herons, we've got Goryo's Vengeance, some lovely art on it. It's very nice. We've got Leovold, Emissary of Trest, he's back. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've got Fulminator Mage, we've got Kitchen Finks, Engineered Explosives, Tassiga the Golden Fang, Through the Breach, with probably the nicest art in the set. Yeah, it's really sweet. Uh, Venge Machaos the Unhallowed, Mana Vault, Gaddock Teague, Creeping Tarpeat, Khan Liberated, and Kozilek Butcher of Truth. It's a lot of uh, good cards. Yeah, a lot of really good cards. So we know that, obviously with the exceptions of like Kitchen Finks and Eternal Witness, that mm-hmm. these are all rare or mythic, so you're guaranteed you know, pretty much at least one of these per pack, which mm-hmm. is pretty good. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of um, there's a lot of expensive cards here. There's yeah. a lot of 
a lot of cards for modern, for legacy, for commander, for cube. Yeah, I guess sort of a vintage kind of. Yeah, like yeah, probably. I mean, you, you can play demonic tutor and you know. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, you, you'll, you can play DT. Like uh, you can play Caracas. Uh, you can mm-hmm. play. No, he's not custom mage. Is good in vintage. Yeah, that's very true. Yeah. Um, but yeah, these uh, these spoilers are sweet. Yeah, they are. They're really cool. Like I think, like we said, Ultimate Masters is definitely an appropriate name for it. They're mm-hmm. seeming to just just have gone all out. Like I feel like they should do for every master set, and it looks yeah. like they are just cramming this set full of value. Yeah, they put like every. Like, they've, they, yeah, like I said, they've like covered sort of every base. You've got your Tarmogoyf, yeah, which you want from every Master set because that card, even though it's unplayable currently, is um, still heinously expensive. You yeah. have Custom Age, which is always welcome for a reprint, definitely. And then, then you've got some stuff that's like been like long overdue a reprint. Yeah. So Vengevine. Yeah. Um, that that card is heinously expensive. Yeah. And will not be anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Noble Hierarchy did a reprint. Almost immediately after Modern Masters 15. Yeah. Engineered Explosives was getting ridiculously expensive, so I'm glad that mm-hmm. is finally getting a reprint. Micaeus. Uh, yeah. Because that was just like a $40 exclusively commander card. Yeah. Um, Khan. Mm-hmm. The Khan was getting there, yeah, definitely. Galaxy was like $50. Yeah. Um, for like a, a cyborg card, it's pretty ridiculous. Um, Cavadasols, obviously. Yeah needed a reprint and then I mean you've got you know Balefire Dragon no one wants a Balefire Dragon no or a Lava Claw Reaches yeah or a Tassiga yeah really. I mean at least the tass- the new full art Tassiga looks nice yeah it's at cool. least it's, fine. it's like but no one wants those really. no like in terms of opening these like as your rare or mythic yeah you're going to feel pretty bad opening a stone Wildwood oh yeah for sure but you're gonna feel great opening a Leovold or a Lily. Yeah. So, so the, that's always the way with master sets. Yeah, I think the, the cool thing about this master set in particular, this Ultimate Masters, is this this special uh, these forty cards they've released. They've all got this nice sort of either new art or uh, they have like a full, not quite full art, but like kind of like an extended border, like you see like a lot of lot of alders do. Mm-hmm. Um, so these cards in their nice sort of master masterpiece edition. You're going to get one of these per box that will come in a special box topper booster, mm-hmm. which is really cool. You're guaranteed at least you know you're guaranteed one of these per box, which yep. is cool. I like that a lot. That's probably something they could have done all along. There is mm-hmm. a massive downside with this this product I feel though that we uh, we do need to address. Mm-hmm. Is that uh, the the MSRP? For a booster box is three hundred and thirty-five dollars and seventy-six cents. That is uh, quite a lot of money. Yeah, that is a lot of money. That's like more expensive than any master set before it. Uh, I feel like this this ultimate box stopper thing is is kind of what they're using to justify that price hike. Mm-hmm. And I really just I just really don't think it that that does justify the price. Like, yes, these cards will be very expensive. Like. Yes, the full art special Liliana of the Veil is probably going to be three hundred and fifty dollars itself. The full art Khan or Snapcaster Mage or even Goyf is probably going to be close to that. But mm-hmm. it's it's such an unreasonable buy-in amount for the vast majority of players that this 
set is aimed at? Do you not think that that's sort of justified by the fact that you have staples for every format possible in this set, and we only know 40 cards? No, I really don't. I I, I think, like, obviously people were, were very upset when they released the, the Ravnica Mythic Edition. They were very upset mm. by the price of that, even though, you know, mm. we, we know that the Planeswalkers alone, you know, total them up, they're worth considerably more, more than the price of the box. Yep. But the fact that that was such a high MSRP, people were unhappy with. Mm-hmm. The fact that this is even more, I, I just, I just think it's, it's just nothing but like transparent greed. I don't think there's any reason why this should cost more than, you know, the ultimate special mythic edition. Like, there's, there's just no reason. Hmm. So what you're saying is that this is another episode of Our Devastation where we complain about something what you've done. Uh, yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs> Seems reasonable. It's uh, um, it's just odd because I think I do think the set is great. I think it looks absolutely fantastic from like the only forty cards we've seen so far. Mm-hmm. The value is going to be great. The EV on a box in the end is probably going to be fantastic. Like there, are, I, uh, if I had to hazard a guess now, they're all like they're all five hundred dollar boxes minimum at least. Mm-hmm. But it's just that initial buy-in uh, buy-in price is going to be far too expensive for the vast majority of people that would be interested in mastered products in the first place and you're gonna it's just gonna end up with like a handful of you know a handful of people per game store will be able to draft this set once or twice at the very most and then you're gonna get you know whales and investors just buying out as many boxes as they can to sit on to you know then slowly slowly drip back into the market Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, even more extortionate price. I mean, like I understand where you're coming from. Like I, I agree that it's a large buying price. Yeah, um, it's yeah. But, like, I mean, magic is an expensive hobby. Yeah, and it's a luxury that you get to do. Yeah, of um, course. And you don't have to spend your money on it, right? You can go and spend it on whatever you want. You oh, can yeah. go do a different hobby or whatever. Yeah. Um, and this is just another. I think another facet of that. I mean, like, I think this is akin to, to, like, modern or legacy or vintage. Like, there's a certain buying price, and, and you don't get to play that magic if you can't afford it. Yeah, that's that, how magic. That's how magic has always worked. That that is true, but this is you know, and I, I do understand that this is you know, buying a box of this is is like a like a luxury, luxury item for sure. Mm-hmm. But I don't, I don't think that just including this one. You know, special one card booster is a justification in you know increasing the price by like eighty five dollars when you compare this to the mythic edition. Mm-hmm. But I mean, it, it does include a lot of ridiculous rares and mythics. Yeah, in terms it of does. What, what, it you, does. what you will open, like it does, like like I like I said, like I do fully think that EV is going to be fantastic, and that you know every three hundred thirty five dollars dollar box will will result in, you know, $500 worth of cards, easily, mm-hmm. but it just doesn't need to be that much. Like, if this was a $250 box, I wouldn't have an issue. Really, really wouldn't. The fact that it's $85 more than the Mythic Edition, I just don't think it's justifiable. Mm, I guess but, but when you're opening, like, the Mythic Edition, you're, you're, you're opening a box of guilds, right? Yeah, I mean, two-thirds of a box of guilds, yeah. Yeah, and it's not like worth anything. 
anything near what this is going to be worth. Oh, no. In terms of opening. No. Um, yeah, like, I, 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 I understand your point, but I think, that, like, there has to be, like, a premium price on this. Like, if they're going to cram all of these cards in here, and you're going to have, like, your, your mythic staples for every format, um, and, your, you know, ridiculous promos. Yeah. I, I, I think... I think if it didn't have the promos and it was, and I, I'd seen these spoilers, like we'd seen, so the the the, the, the box topper thing, like the, yeah. the promo files didn't exist, and we just knew these forty cards, and they said it was going to be three hundred dollars for a box. Yeah, I think I'd probably think that was reasonable considering the quality of the card, the cards that they're putting in. It, I, even then, like I still don't think it needs to be like, like you compare this set to to any any previous master set there's no reason why any of the other master sets couldn't have looked like this like it costs them the same amount to print a Jason Man Sculptor than it does to print a you know a, a basic island essentially mm-hmm. like, yeah but that's I mean slightly more now because of the holofoil yeah well yeah I guess so <laughs> <laughs> um uh, yeah I like definitely like, in terms in terms of like literally printing ink on cardboard yeah it's cost them, cost them exactly the same like that. That's that is true, but they. So I mean, this debate will will, will forever go on. But but the, the, once you don't recognise the secondary market, yeah. But they do. Yeah. They they objectively do. Otherwise, every master set would look like this, um, and they put fetch lands in all the uh, preconstructed clanded decks. Yeah. And all of this nonsense, and they you know put stupid reprints in in sets just to sell them. Yeah. yeah. But they know that that, that 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 can't happen, and that would cripple the magic economy, and would would have horrendous effects on magic as a whole. Yeah. Like if I think if this was so, how much how much was a box of Monomasters three? Uh, I think it had a two hundred and fifty dollar MSRP. Mhm. Sure. So so that at that price, but I mean, what what were the the good cards in that? So we had like Cavern of Souls, Snapcaster, yeah, Tarnagrove. Yeah, and then this also has and, and the Fetchlands, right? Uh, yeah, Fetchlands. Yeah, Snapcaster Mage. Um, um, I'm just gonna bring it up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Tomagoyf, Liliana of the Veil, uh, Damnation, mm. Blood Moon, uh, Crater of Behemoth was was mm. more than the cost of a, of a pack. Uh, yeah, Fetchlands were obviously the big one. Uh, Goblin Guide was in there. It's a decent card. Uh, mm-hmm. Death Shadow was getting up there as well, uh, and then you had yeah, just like playable cards and like the like the uncommon and common slots as well. You Path to Exile, Lingering Souls, Inquisition of Kozilek, Seer sure. Visions, Flicker Wisp, Unburial Rites, Pyroclasm. But I fully believe those cards will be in this set. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, like I mean, they've got Eternals and Kitchen Things, which are really expensive uncommons. Yeah. And I believe that they'll they'll put some they'll probably put Path to Exile and like you know Inquisition or something in the set. Yeah. But when we have like you know Urborg and Celestial Colonnade, which is insane, yeah. and Caracas and Dark Depths and um, Ancient Tomb and Mana Vault and Engineering Explosives on top of like you know the three big ones from Modern Masters Three. Yeah. Um, you know, and Leovold, and Galactic, and Vengevite. Like, it's, it's the fact that there's so much more value, and they couldn't have put this in, like, a Modern Master set that was worth 250 See, they could. I, I really think they could have. And Life from the Loam, and Nova Hierarch. Yeah. And Through the Breach. 
Yeah, I, I genuinely I'm do think they could have. It's it's it is a, it's a limited product at the end of the day. It's a very mm-hmm. limited product. This is the last one they're going to do for the foreseeable future. They've said so. Like, you know, if they're not going to do these big fancy reprint sets once or twice a year, every year, then like, why why not? Why not whack them all in a two hundred fifty dollar box? I think honestly, I think scarcity. Like, I don't think the players will be able to get their hands on them. These are still going to be scarce, though. Not as scarce as they will be if they were two hundred fifty dollars. You have Emrakul land cards. I'm just going to keep naming cards. Like <laughs> I know, I know. It is, it is absolutely jam packed full of value, and like, you know, like I said, like it, it is like every box is going to be five hundred dollar box easily. Mm-hmm. But, exactly, and I, that's why I think it's like, I mean, it's not five from a point from a point of view that a, a, a box of a box of magic boosters shouldn't cost three hundred and thirty dollars. Yeah, I think that that is a very reasonable point, but I think they've justified it by like putting so much ridiculous value in it. I, I yeah I I don't think I don't think you can I don't think I think I I don't think I don't think it's justifiable when you you've already set the precedent uh, with like master sets being two fifty, mythic edition being two fifty. I, yeah, yeah, I, 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 I like if if yeah like if if your target audience for this set is going to be the people that are buying those sets as well you know. You you who you want to you want to aim for you want to get the people that spent two hundred and fifty on the. Mythic edition. You want to get people that bought a box of you know Modern Masters twenty seventeen or Iconic Masters or whatever for two hundred and fifty dollars. And then to, like you know these these people only have have a limited budget. And I just don't think it's it's justifiable. It just it just seems greedy to push it to like when the, the, they don't need to. I really don't think they need to. Mm. I think we, I think like I think we're just going to disagree on this. <laughs> yeah, we are. I think we um, are. I think it was like what, 35, 40 quid for a draft. Nah, it's going to be way more than that. Considering booster packs are going to be like fifteen pounds each. Oh, sorry, fourteen, fourteen pounds each is the the RRP on sure. the booster pack. So, so I mean, okay, so I, I reckon, you... I reckon, bargain drafts will be like fifty pound with prize support. Would like standard boosters, for price support. Maybe. Like I think, to be fair, like I don't, what, what did I pay? Like I think when I I, I drafted um, one of Masters three quite a lot. Yeah. Like for a master set, like I'm normally priced out of master sets because yeah. like I don't have I don't have a lot of disposable income, and I'd rather buy the singles that I want for constructed than like hoping to open a mystery rainforest from a draft. Sure. <laughs> um, sure. But I, I opened it quite a lot. I paid like you know thirty five quid for those drafts. Yeah. And I was happy to do it because of the like. I mean, the format was pretty dope. Yeah, the format was great. Like, I did a lot um, of Modern Masters twenty seventeen drafts myself. Yeah, and it um, was good fun. It was great, but but also, you know, I opened the Snap Custom Age and I opened the Misty Rainforest. Yeah, um, and I, I was happy to pay that price because the chance of opening a ridiculous card yeah. were quite high. And like, if I pay fifty pounds, and like the chance of opening a card in the, like a ridiculous card in this set is much higher. Yeah, yeah. Um, like I, I, I do, like, I, I do understand that. Like I really do. I do. I just don't. I just don't think there needs to be that much of a premium for for the buy-in. Mm. You know, it's like <laughs> this is me, like someone who who buys like ninety three, ninety four cards, like <laughs> for no reason. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I, 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 I understand your point. I just think. I think a lot, like there's been already been a lot of discussion about like people are losing their minds over the price of this. Yeah. 
and I think it's it's not as heinous as it appears. I I really think it is. Uh, it's like, I okay, think, so if like, they just if if they just released like a normal master set with like the expected value. Yeah. So say they released like Modern Masters two, which the value in that was poor for a master set. Yeah, it was fine. It was yeah exactly it was fine it was fine. Um, and they put that three hundred thirty dollars. Yeah. That would be that would be ridiculous. That would be them them slapping us in the face. Yeah. <coughs> but they tried to they tried to offset. It. By cramming in, but I mean, how many more rares are there outside of like the, the forty that we've got? There'll be a couple. I mean, yeah, there'll be there'll be there'll be a couple more. Like, because mm-hmm. we know we know two of the forty we've got are uh, are uncommons. And, yeah, that's true. Yeah, we know some of them are the mythics as well. One of the rares will be dig through time, right? Um, maybe, maybe. If you look at the you look at the box. So there's on the on the wizards announcement. So there's a there's a picture of boost box. Yeah. Of all the masters, and that art it's 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 new art, but that's objectively dig through time. Yeah, you think so? Yeah, because it's it's from a different angle. So the art from dig through time is like a sultai looking lady. Yeah. Which yeah. this is with a little dragon coming out of like the smoke. Yeah. And that that's what that is, but from a different angle. Mm. That is that is one hundred percent dig through time. Yeah, I mean that's just gonna feel bad if you open a dig through time in a fifteen pound booster pack. One thousand percent, yes. <laughs> but it, 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 I mean, it felt bad when I was paying like uh, whatever I bet, like ten pounds for a Monomaster three booster, and I, and I opened a Broodmate Dragon. Yeah, like that felt horrible. But that that has to happen. And like when you open when you opened uh, Masters twenty five and you opened Armageddon, like that felt horrible. But that's that's how magic is, right? That's how opening booster packs is. Yeah, I mean, rather the Armageddon than the uh, the Tree of Redemption. No, well, I mean, the Tree of Redemption is worth more money. <laughs> um, but that's—I mean—that's—that's—that's that's, that's always been the case. Like, yeah. if you—if you don't like opening back cards, don't open booster packs. Yeah, sure. I mean, I mean, don't open booster packs. Yeah, that, that's just a good rule of thumb for playing Magic. Like, don't—I mean, I do it all the time because I'm an idiot. Don't open booster packs because you'll never get value. <laughs> like the one time you open, like the one time I opened an Aurelia, I was like, oh sweet, that won't happen again. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I—I. Th- I th- I, I, I understand your point, and I see where you're coming from, but I think this will be fine, and I think this this sort of like controversy about it will 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 blow over. Um, we'll be opening, we'll be doing fifty pound drafts, and you'll open a foil card, foil card liberated, and you'll be fine. Yeah, but I did like twenty five pound drafts and open foil card liberated. Yeah, that's, I, I mean that, that is true. Yeah, um, like I'd, I don't know. I just think I'd rather spend like I'm going to spend three hundred and fifty dollars essentially. That's what that's what it'll be like, if you go to a store in America. And you want to you know, buy that once you factor in tax, it's going to be three hundred and fifty dollars for a booster box. Mm-hmm. Like, I'd much rather just buy like a like a heavy blade underground seat. Yeah, I'd, so or I, well, like I mean, a PlayStation Four. I mean, in which case, do that. I guess. Yeah, we'll have to see. We'll have to see. Like, I'm not going to buy any boost packs this set. No, I'm going to I'm going to draft them probably only probably a couple of times. Yeah, um, I I'll probably try and. Grab some cheap singles that I'm missing. Yeah, I'm be, like, grab, like, I mean, that's what happened with like Modern Masters 2017. Like, you know, hashtag humble brag, but I managed to get a play set of Snapcaster Majors for 50 quid. Yeah, that's ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, everyone was panicked, like, desperately trying to panic sell all of, all of their cards. Yeah, I mean, like, I'm going to pick up some, like, Gaddock Teagues and, like, some Foil Eternal Witnesses and stuff. Yeah. Like, that, that's, what, that's what I treat Master Sets as. Yeah. I think it's, it's like a limited time sale on. Eternal staples, right? Yeah. It's like reanimates will dip, and you can pick them up if you need them. Like the chaos will dip, and then it will go back into its original price. Yeah. Now look at Calendar Souls. Like it, it dipped, and then and now it's more expensive than it was before. Yeah. 
Um, so this is like this is what I treat them as. I, I I don't open that much. I draft them because like normally the draft the drafts um, experience is quite good. Yeah. And then I get to finally own a you know X card. Sure. Um, from this set because people are selling them at like less than they're actually worth. Yeah. And like you know I can pick up some engineering exposure and stuff. And that, that's what I'm excited for. That's why I like master sets. Um, because I can trade for and buy cards for cheaper than they're actually ever going to be worth ever again because for a three month period they're getting opened and people are selling them for stupid prices yeah I, I agree um, with you there definitely so I think it'll be fine and I think it will probably affect the price of these cards somewhat but they'll still be cheaper than they are now oh yeah definitely like when this releases so they release releases December 7th it does yeah that was the other official... thing they've really just tried to like cram it in sort of last minute just before the air ends so yeah it'll be December 7th which is that it's the first day of GP Liverpool. Yeah, so we're going to do a lot of drafting there. Yeah, I, I, I think so. Like, we're going to have to do... We're going to have to draft it at GP Liverpool, I think. Yeah, definitely. I mean, that, that's, a, that's a good plan for a weekend, right? Yeah. Go with some friends and just draft the crap out of a ton of matters. Yeah. Ooh, it comes in Japanese. It does, yeah. Like, Modern Masters <laughs> 2017 as well. Yeah, yeah uh, I don't know. I I just think like I I personally don't think you can justify that hiked up cost, mm-hmm. and I think that it's it's going to be scarce. It's going to be very limited. It's going to be scarce, and I think the fact that it's it's not tied to the WPN program at all in the slightest, and anybody can buy it from a distributor will sort of also affect sort of distribution of the product as well. It's like it's just going to get more spread out. Mm-hmm. So I d- I don't know I just although I do think the set looks very good and I do think that the EV of the set will be amazing there are just one or two you know those are two things that really really just don't sit right with me I think yeah I I I know where you're coming from yeah um, but I I still I still disagree <laughs> um, yeah I'm I'm very happy about everything to do with the set like as I always am yeah but I, I again, think I have my boxes I have more boxes since I forget what yeah which as we all remember was a terrible set to buy boxes off <laughs> I forget which is probably fine to be honest yeah it wasn't good yeah I mean you have lots of see I I really like it because you have lots of like eternal staples with like all of the Eldrazi and then there's also the chances of expeditions as well yeah like, I, I think Oath good. was like considerably better than Battle for Zendikar Oh yeah, that was only because for Because yeah. if you didn't open a Gideon, you open uh, an Anomog, and if you didn't open them, you didn't open anything. Yep. So, yeah, I mean, as someone that doesn't buy boxes, as someone that doesn't have a lot of money to spend on Magic, I'm perfectly happy with it. Yeah. And it's just, it, it, it falls under it. One of those things in Magic, you know, the luxury hobby that I choose to spend my disposable income on, that I don't get to do because of the price, and I think that's fine, because yeah. I don't get to play the legacy decks that I want because of price I don't get to play vintage because of the price I don't get to play like proper old school because of the price yeah. you know so I'm I'm sort of fine with it because there's certain things I don't get to do because I'm priced out of it and that's how hobbies work you yeah. get priced out of you know you get if, you, if you're really into cars you get priced out of owning a Lamborghini because it's a Lamborghini yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't mean you stop having an interest in cars right I don't yeah, want to sure. cars because like, that's the one thing I have the least interest in <laughs> um or like guitars and stuff like you don't stop your interest in guitars because one of them is too expensive right? yeah. 
Like, I'm not going to lose faith in magic because the one thing, one of these things they're releasing is too expensive for me. Yeah, I mean, I'll never lose faith in magic, but I think just after being stung so many times always at the coast and previous master sets, it's it's really hard to, like, you know, feel that, like, just an adulterated joy from this. Mm. There's always just that, uh, yeah. something's not going to go right. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I just, I just have, have like zero consumer confidence in Wizards of the Coast. Is my issue? I think really. I mean, this is their, this is their way of monetizing modern legacy, right? Because they, they make no money off those sets. Yeah, for sure. Because you can, you can build an entire legacy deck. Yeah. Without giving Wizards of the Coast a single, single pound of your money. Right? Yeah, for sure. Um, and this is a way of them monetizing like formats like that. Yeah. Because they can, they can sell these things that go into legacy decks or modern decks or. Yeah. Whatever, whereas they normally can't do that because <laughs> most of the time standard cards don't, you know. But you know, every set gets a couple. But this this set, every, every card is going to be like eternal playable, pretty much. Yeah. I don't know. <coughs> I'm I'm very excited to see the rest of the set, and like I'm sure it will be just like great card after great card after great card, and like every booster is going to be good. Mm-hmm. We'll see. We'll see. I'm really excited for the. Cross prove me wrong, Wizards of the Coast. Please prove me wrong. Oh, they never do, don't. They? <laughs> yeah, I'm just excited for the Colossus Redmond reprint. Yeah, that'll be that'll be the best card. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. Colossus Redmond has to be in there. Just has to be. <laughs> <laughs> I will write a formal letter of complaint if it isn't. Sweet, <laughs> sweet, cool. So, I guess we'll we'll see what the future holds for Ultimate Masters. Mm-hmm. As I think it's time to do another what the deck. Yeah. So we've been we've been talking about modern. Yeah. A lot. So let's talk about good format instead. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I found a pretty sweet legacy deck. Yes. From the Legacy League from the 3rd of November. We have Black White Tokens. Yeah. It's not even good pre- in Marvel. Yeah, as I say, it's it's pretty unheard of in Legacy, isn't it? Mm-hmm. So let's, uh, let's look at the look at the darkness. We have uh, four Dark Confidant. Cool. Seems reasonable. Uh, one Campbell Console of Allocation. Yeah, seems good. Which is just, you know... Campbell card. Good. Yeah, I like Campbell. I, like, since I've started playing Vintage, like I respect Campbell a lot more than I ever had done when it was legal and standard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, then we have four Liliana of the Vale. Yeah. Two Liliana of the Last Hope. Yeah. Three Sorin Solemn Visitor. Wow, has a has a name I haven't heard for a long time. Right. <laughs> then we have four Hymstoric, four Lingering Souls. Yeah. Three Vindicate. Cool. Four Chalice of the Void, four Chrome Marks. Yeah. And one Ensnaring Bridge. Yeah. Then we have three Better Blossom, because yeah. it's a token stack, obviously. Sure. One chains of Mephistopheles. Yeah, we go. <laughs> <laughs> one moat. Nice. <laughs> uh, move to the lands. We have three ancient tomb. Yeah. One bloodstone mire. One city of traitors. Yeah. Just just one. Just a miser's copy. Uh, four marsh flats. One plains. Four scrubland. Two swamp. One Urborg, Tomb of Yorgmoth. Three verdant, cat- verdant catacombs. One windsor teeth. Nice. And the sideboard is one containment priest. Yeah. Three aether swamp canonist. Yeah. Three rest in peace. Three zealous persecution. Nice. Uh, one anguish to making. Yeah. Because the fourth copy of Vindicate would be absurd. <laughs> uh, another another ensnaring bridge. Yeah. Two fairy macabre. Yeah. So you know, pretty stock stock legacy sideboard, and then just a copy of the abyss. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> just the abyss, you know. It's it's great. Like I, I wish more people played cards like chains and and, Mo, and, and the abyss in in legacy. I mean that that would involve them having a lot more money, considering it's like. A thousand dollars for a copy of the abyss. Yeah, I guess so. So this this deck is um, 
I mean, it doesn't look powerful. <laughs> no, it seems really, really, really sort of powered down for for a legacy deck. Really, like it does kind of look like it feels more like a modern deck. Yes, I mean it's got it's, so so uh, the heart of it. This deck is four bobs, four lilies, four hymns, torax, sure, four chalice of the wood. Yeah, right. That's a, that's how you're not losing games. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then you have four lingering souls. I think they think that card is like. I think the problem is there's just not a deck for it, but I think that card is underplayed in Lexi. Yeah, lingering souls are just, just a great card, really. It's just really, really good. Um, I just yeah, like I said, like I just don't think there's a deck for it in. In Legacy, that yeah. would want it particularly. Like, imagine if it was blue, how good it would be then. You could pitch it to Force of Will. Yeah, it would be a lot better. Yeah. Yeah, like, I think. There's just, yeah, there's just, there just isn't a place for it to go. Yeah. But there isn't a, a deck that particularly wants that. So, like, I guess this person, uh, Bara, B A H R A, is trying to do that. Trying to make that happen. Yeah, sure. Um, but yeah, I guess we just sort of. I know. Writing Bitter Blossom to featuring. I mean, Bitter Blossom, Sorry and Son of is a, is a sweet combo. Yeah, for sure. Well, it's been it's been tried and tested in uh, in modern. Um, it's not it's not good enough. But it's cool. <laughs> it's definitely cool. Yeah, uh, I guess like <coughs> using that obviously you're ensnaring bridge and moat to try and yeah try and like stop your opponents from attacking. Um, Obviously, if you've got the moat out, you can still fly over with your your souls and and your fairies, and you're giving them lifelink and stuff. So I, I, I definitely see what the plan is here. It just it just doesn't look like something you see very often at all in Legacy. No, I think it's just like it's a it's a core of a sort of a disruptive deck. Yeah. Uh, with your lilies and your hymns and your chalice of the void and your chromox power those out, and yeah. then you just sort of select a win condition at random. Yeah, for sure. You know what I mean? Just like, okay, I'm going to win with Lingering Souls. And, sorry. <laughs> like, sure. I think it's just like, it's sort of like, just just like a like a good sort of black base. Yeah. And then some random other cards. Yeah, so it managed to go 5-0 in a, uh, a competitive Legacy League. I'd mm-hmm. love to yeah. see what decks are played against. Yeah, um, I don't know. Because... <laughs> <laughs> This is a very weird deck. Um, this is what I like about the Legacy League. So you sort of like, because I, I check them every every week. Yeah. Mainly to check if someone's done anything interesting to Maverick. Yeah. Actually, the the Maverick, the Maverick deck from this league was was pretty sweet. They were playing two copies of Walking Blister. Yeah. Pretty sweet because it's a great combo with uh, Guy's Cradle. Yeah. Seems like, good. Guy's Cradle Walking Blister is sweet. Um, but yeah, and then you just like find some like random funky deck that someone's just like. This is clearly like their pet deck. Yeah, sure. It's been walking on. Um, it's really sweet. I still don't understand the the three one split of ancient tomb and city of traitors. Yeah. I, I guess you know, know. Maybe they just didn't have like I don't know a fourth ancient tomb or yeah. I don't know. I'm not sure. Sure, but Did I mean, the it's, job, it's, though. it's really cool. Um, I like it a lot. I mean, it's it's not even really like deck Gaia, is it? I was about to say it's a bit like deck Gaia, but it's really not. Yeah, I mean, it's it's. Yeah, it shares shares the same colours, but it's not really like Dead Gale. Um, no, it's just black. It's just black and white. Yeah, I I assume it has like a good game against like Death Shadow, so that's why they've played it. Yeah, I imagine it's quite good against like the creature decks as well. I mean, yeah. I imagine it's very good against Death and Taxes. Yeah. Um, and I mean, yeah, it's just it's probably nuts against like Death Shadow, like you said. Um, 
it's probably it's probably going to get Screech next. It's very very good against Aldrazi, I should imagine. Yeah, true. Yeah, Just, you're not like. Mm, then again, it's only playing one Ensnaring Bridge and one Moat. Yeah, but it does have him to Turok. And then Ring Souls. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's probably quite good there. Um, yeah, maybe like. Maybe I don't know. Maybe maybe him's just a bit underplayed in Legacy, but yeah, no, uh, that that is that's just a fact. Him is just underplayed in Legacy because yeah. that card is a uh, beating every yeah. time. That card is just bananas. Um, yeah, <laughs> I like this deck a lot. Um, I think I think it's really cool. Yeah, um, it's certainly interesting. It's uh, I don't know. I don't know if it's something that I would sleeve up and, and give it a go myself. Um, I I don't own a Chains of Mephistopheles or a Moat, so that's not going to happen anytime soon. Do you own an abyss? Uh, not yet. It's it's, <laughs> it's, on, it's on my list of, of things to spend money on rather than three hundred and fifty dollars master sets. <laughs> sure. I mean, maybe it'll be in uh, ultimate masters. You never know. I mean, it won't be. I mean, yeah, it's, it's yeah, yeah, it's yeah. Just just wait for reserved masters when it's like a thousand dollars a box. <laughs> I mean, and then you won't complain about that ridiculous price tag because it will be justified. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. <laughs> I mean, I like. I, I do quite. Like, I think they should have like, because because this is an, on, an online deck. Yeah. Where um, chains and moat are less than fifty cents, and the yeah. abyss is four dollars. So, like, I think they could have played around this. Like, I would have liked to see like the abyss, like main deck, and possibly more than one copy. Yeah. That seems like a pretty sweet combo with Bill Blossom. Yeah, maybe. Um, or like, I don't know. Maybe the. I don't know. I guess maybe because it is. Like a thousand dollars, but maybe the abyss is just underplayed in Legacy as well. I assume like like the abyss with like walking ballistas and hangerback walkers and stuff would be pretty cool. Ooh, yeah, that's a good point. I yeah. Mean, yeah, and you can power out on turn one. Yeah, like with like dark rituals and stuff. And yeah, yeah, Angel Team Super Trays like Chromox and a land like that's casting on turn one. Yeah, turn one abyss. Hmm. Maybe maybe go. I just need to do some Bruin. Maybe maybe I'll try to break Legacy. Right, try to save entire collection, buy a play set of the Abyss and Chains. Right? <laughs> sure. You and you own four scrub lands? Yeah, yeah. Like I own four scrub lands. Uh, I don't own any City of Traders, but I own one Crystal Veins, so that'll do. Ancient Tomb's <laughs> getting a reprint. One. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, it only, it only plays one city, so you know, we'll, stick, we'll stick a Crystal Vein in there instead. Yeah, that'd be good. Uh, Ancient Tomb's getting a reprint, so that's fine. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I've got, I've got hymns. I've got lilies. I've got. I think I've got Sorens. I've been a Khan's binder somewhere. somewhere. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, they they total fourteen dollars for three copies. So sure. <laughs> I think you'll be okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, do it. That's what you go. There you go. Play play this deck. Hmm. I am. I am genuinely curious about the abyss in, in Legacy now. Just play Mages with the abyss. Basically the same thing, right? Uh, basically. We'll apart see. From, apart from you have to sack it to itself. Sure. Um, yeah. <laughs> cool. This deck is very strange. Uh, yeah, I, I like it. I'm glad it did well. Uh, mm. I, who knows if we'll see it again in the future. Like, I, I, assume, I assume it's it's probably just like a bit of a flush in the pan. Like the, like the, like, like the legacy deck that I'm playing currently. Like the Paradox Outcome Mentor deck. Mm-hmm. It was like, it's fun, and it's obviously somebody's pet deck. Yeah, and it's cool that managed a five zero, but I, I can't imagine this is gonna win a GP anytime soon. 
Oh yeah, I'm not saying this is the new Tears era. <laughs> I, I just think it's cool. Sure, sure. And that's enough for what the heck, right? Yeah, for sure. Awesome. Sweet. So that's pretty much all we have time for this week. Um, if you want to get in touch with us, like tell us how cool Ultimate Masters is and how I'm just wrong and that the price is justified, mm-hmm. or like how the Abyss just shouldn't be played in Legacy, <laughs> get in touch. <laughs> uh, we are at HFDcast on Twitter or with Facebook.com slash HFDcast. Or you can get me on my personal Twitter, that is at PeachGardenOaf, that is Oaf with an F. Or just Joe Loudon, I'm on pretty much every Magic the Gathering Facebook group there is. Uh, catch me in catch me in the Misprints group at the moment, like Ooh. opening sick Misprints and selling them, allegedly. They're a big fan of Misprints. Yeah, like, I, I don't know, I'm a bit hit, I mean, excuse the pun, but I'm a bit hit or miss with them. Oh god! <laughs> <laughs> it's been a while, but I, I I did I did almost spend a gratuitously silly amount of money on a on a, a polar bear the other day. Oh god! Yeah. Why? Why? Uh, it was a, a play test like an, a play test card for an unreleased set. Oh, okay, that's pretty sweet. Yeah, uh, that. that's fine. Yeah, it it is really cool. Maybe I'll put a picture of it up on our Facebook page or our Twitter. Uh, yeah, I didn't. I didn't win it in the end because it was one of those like auctions that happen in the U- in the US that finish <coughs> while everyone's asleep over here, and I just kind of forgot about it. But mm-hmm. I don't know. The price was getting a little silly anyway. Yeah, it saved you from spending a lot of money, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah um, I'll just spend yeah, that money on a box of Ultimate Masters instead. <laughs> spend all that money on that set you don't want to open. I mean, this is the thing: you have an whole episode complaining about the price, and you'll still buy one. Yeah, pro- probably. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We did. We did an entire episode complaining about Mythic Edition. You still bought one of those. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. You can also find me on Twitter at uh, snail sixty nine. Nice. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, just thoughts on Facebook. I'm the one getting annoyed. <laughs> or if you just if you want to talk to me about old school RuneScape, yeah, I'm in, I'm in the market for talking about that. Sweet. Because uh, that is my new obsession, and maybe in like a month's time, I'll just not, never play Magic again, and that'll just be my entire life playing a really, really bad. <laughs> sure, sure. Awesome, so that is pretty much all we have time for this week. Uh, once again, the God Pharaoh has returned. We're approaching the second hour. So we'll see you again next week on Hour of Devastation. <laughs> <laughs>